0: There is a river in the state of Indiana. The White River flows through the city of Muncie in the state of Indiana, and one day, many years ago, Jim Davis, creator of Garfield, was fishing in that river. When the governor of Indiana sent two of his ministers to announce that he wished to entrust to Jim Davis the care of his entire domain of the state of Indiana. Jim Davis was fishing in the White River which flows through the state of Indiana. Jim Davis, creator of Garfield, was fishing in the White River, which flows through the city of Muncie in the state of Indiana. The governor of Indiana sent two of his ministers to announce that he wished to entrust to Jim Davis, creator of Garfield, the care of his entire domain. Jim Davis, creator of Garfield, held his fishing pole. Without turning his head, spoke. I have heard that Indiana possesses a sacred tortoise. I have heard that the governor of Indiana possesses a sacred tortoise, which has been dead for 3,000 years, and which the governor keeps wrapped up in a box and stored in his ancestral temple. Is this tortoise better off dead, and with its bones venerated? Or would it be better off alive, with its tail dragging in the mud? The two ministers replied to Jim Davis. Creator of Garfield? The ministers of the governor of the state of Indiana replied The tortoise would be better off alive and dragging its tail in the mud. Then go away, said Jim Davis, creator of Garfield. Leave me, said Jim Davis, creator of Garfield, speaking to the ministers of the governor of the state of Indiana. Go away, and I will drag my tail in the mud. A hidden pool. There is a deep and cool and still pool of water hidden in the state of Indiana. Just outside the city of Terra Hot, Indiana. The pool of water appears on no maps, and no person living or dead can reveal its location. The pool lies in the ruins of an ancient mansion. But the pool is older, then even the ancient ruined the mansion the mansion was built many years ago with the pool in its courtyard and the pool was ancient even then even at that time no one knew the true of the pool, and now the mansion is long gone. There is an ancient pool in the state of Indiana, just outside the city of Terre Haute. No one, living or dead, can tell you its location you must find the pool for yourself if you seek the pool it appears on no map They say that those who find the pool must approach it walking backwards. For those who approach the pool walking forwards will lose their way. They will forever see the pool in the distance, but as they approach, the path will become crooked and they will lose their way. As they approach the pool, they walk backwards, but they feel the pool's presence approaching them. If you seek the pool, you will not find it. But if you do not seek the pool, you will find nothing. If you seek nothing, you may find the pool. This deep, deep, still, blue pool of water, hidden deep in the state of Indiana, outside the city of Terre Haute. No one can say for certain, but there are many stories about the pool. Its stillness and blueness are legendary. Its depth is unknown and perhaps unknowable, unfathomable, unbearable. They say that if you kneel above the and gaze into your reflection. You may see the future. You may see an image of yourself. Thirty-eight years into the future. You may see the ravages of time. Upon your face, you may see your youth, fleeing away, if you gaze into the pool. You may see nothing at all, for the pool is being Jim Davis. to being Jim Davis, a hidden, still, and unfathomable. search for being Jim Davis, you will not find it. And if you do not search for being Jim Davis, you will find nothing. But if you search for nothingness, Also available on Apple Podcasts, so check us out there, why don't you? My name, if I have a name, is Jim Davis. Your name... Also, Jim Davis. Jim Davis, creator of Garfield, has no name at all. Day if there is a today is Tuesday, November twentieth nineteen. Since the birth of Garfield Garfield begotten, not created, created not drawn, drawn, not begotten, Garfield of the googly eyes game. Googly, googly eyes, so googly, so orange, so googly and orange, so, so here. I am the voice of the ocean. the distant ocean in your
1: mind,
0: for the ocean is distant. Did you know that the human body is 100% water? It's true. 100% True. The salt water. Of the ocean speaking inside of you. I am the voice of the ocean. From the eyes of Garfield, things are neither noble nor mean. From the eyes of the things considers itself noble, and the others mean. From the eyes of the newspaper-reading public, nobility or meanness do not depend on oneself. So speaks the voice of the ocean. from the point of view of relativity. If we call a thing great because it is greater than something else, then there is nothing in all the world which is not great. If we call a thing small because it is smaller than something else, Then there is nothing in all the world which is not small. To know that the universe is but a seed and the tip of the hair is as a mountain is to have a clear perception of the world. I am the voice of the ocean inside you. I am the voice of Garfield. I am being. from the point of view of function. If we say a thing is useful when it fulfills a function, then there is nothing in all the world which is not useful. If we say that a thing is useless when it does not fulfill a function. Then there is nothing in all the world which is not useless. They say that East and West are mutually contrary. that neither can exist without the other. anyone who is approved of by someone, at least himself, then there is no one who may not be approved of. If we condemn anyone who is condemned by someone else. To know that Garfield and Odie would each approve of himself and condemn the other, then we have a clear, clear realization of preference. Deep and clear and still. Is the pool hidden in the state of Indiana? Okay, just a second. I have to go to the bathroom. Where were we? Probably talking about Garfield or something. Am I right? A battering ram can knock down a city wall, but it cannot stop a hole. Horses could gallop a thousand miles in one day. But for catching rats, they would not equal a wild cat or a weasel. An owl can catch fleas at night and see the tip of a hare. But if it comes out in the daytime... It may stare with its eyes and not see a mountain. I am Jim Davis, the voice of the ocean. Today is Tuesday, November 20th. 1984, and today we are reading the 2347th ever Garfield. Mort Walker, creator of Beetle Bailey, has said that one who wishes to uphold the right and eliminate the wrong or uphold order and eliminate disorder is a true sage. But Mort Walker creator of Beetle Bailey, doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. For one who wishes to uphold the right and eliminate the wrong, or uphold order and eliminate disorder, must be ignorant of the great principles of the universe. ...and the nature of things... ...he might as well try to uphold heaven... ...and eliminate the earth... ...or uphold the sun... ...and eliminate the moon... ...yet even so... ...there are people who insist on talking this way without cease... What a bunch of assholes. In panel one, John Arbuckle and Garfield are at the countertop. John is at left, standing at the counter. Garfield is at right, sitting atop the counter. John and Garfield are facing each other. Garfield is small in size because he's a cat. But he's big for a cat. And he sits on all fours, but he sits erect on the counter. John Arbuckle is large in size because he is a man, but he is small for a man. He stands, but on the floor, not the counter. And he slumps downwards with his back, his elbows resting upon the countertop, his head low. And so, Garfield, who is small and sitting, is even so level with John Arbuckle, who is large and standing. Their heads are at the same level. Garfield is orange, and John Arbuckle wearing a blue shirt. Garfield sits impassively regarding John Arbuckle
1: who is
0: anxious. Anxious. I am Jim Davis. The voice of the ocean, the creator of Garfield. I am the voice from the eyes of Garfield. What is noble and what is mean? These are simply words. Terms, signifiers in a language game, in a process of alternation. Gaze into the deep still. Do not be narrowly restricted in your inclination. Do not conflict with the cat. What is few? What is many? They are but varying amounts. In a process of rotation, do not be slavishly uniform in your conduct, lest you deviate from the way of Garfield. Be august. Like the governor of Indiana, whose favors are impartial. Be transcendent like the God of the Lamb at a sacrifice whose benediction is impartial. Like the boundlessness of all the four directions within which there are no sectional limits. Embrace all creation in your bosom, favoring and harboring none in particular. This is called the impartiality and where all things are equal. How is it possible for some to be short and some to be long? In panel one, John Arbuckle and Garfield, the orange cat. Are arranged in standard countertop position, and yet all positions are standard. Every counter top is a counter bottom from another position John Arbuckle says to Garfield what am I going to do Garfield My brother is coming to visit From the farm John Arbuckle Is worried He is anxious He is not a man at peace. John Arbuckle is caught up in the world of appearances. Get a grip, John Arbuckle. Why don't you be more like Garfield? He doesn't give a fuck, he's just a cat. Is without beginning and without end. The podcast Being Jim Davis is without beginning and without end. Things are born and die. Stories begin and end. Lasagna is prepared and consumed. All hold no permanence. They are now empty now full without maintaining a constant form. The pans of lasagna are now empty, now full. Only the shape of the pan is constant. State of Indiana remains. Mansions are built up around it. Structures, walls, castles are built. Birds roost in the trees and fly away. Empires rise and fall in the state of Indiana. Governors are elected and deposed. Abides. A deep, deep and still pool abides. The years cannot be made to abide, and time cannot be arrested. processes of increase and decrease continue in operation and every end is followed by a new beginning one panel rises and falls and is replaced by another panel, a new beginning one day begins and waxes and wanes and is replaced by a new day and there is a new Garfield uh, every day and yet the cat is always the same always orange, always googly eyes Thus way we speak of the great norm, the great principle of the spirit pervading all things. This life passes us like a horse galloping past. You've seen a horse before, Maybe you haven't seen a horse, because people don't ride horses all that often these days. But I'm sure you've seen a picture of a horse, or a galloping horse on TV. Look, if you've never seen a horse, just do a Google search for Galloping Horse right now, and search for video. I'll wait. Anywho, this life of things and people passes by like a galloping horse every moment brings movement and movement brings change every second passes in a flow of minutes and the minutes make hours and every hour makes a difference What is one to do, and what is one not to do? John Arbuckle's brother, Doc Boy, is coming to visit John at his home in Muncie, Indiana. And John Arbuckle is worried. Everything will take its own course, but John Arbuckle is worried. What am I going to do, Garfield? Says John Arbuckle in panel one. My brother is coming to visit from the farm. John Arbuckle's brother, Doc Boy, lives with their parents on the farm in Indiana. John Arbuckle lives on his own in Muncie, but are you ever alone? when you have a cat? What if it's an orange anthropomorphic cat that communicates with you telepathically? Seems like you wouldn't be alone then, right? Right? What do I know? I'm just the voice of the ocean. That's all I am, so I don't know. In panel two, John Arbuckle explains the situation. He thinks I live life in the fast lane says John Arbuckle to his cat, Garfield, in panel two. He seems less alarmed, but still unhappy. His hands are no longer clasping his head. They're gesturing. He's still slouching like Nobody's business. He thinks I live life in the fast lane, says John Arbuckle to his cat, Garfield. I am the voice of the ocean. I am the voice of the ocean of Garfield I am Jim Davis before there was Garfield there was Jim Davis but what was before Jim Davis they say that the natural abides within the artificial abides without they say that virtue resides in the natural they say that Garfield resides in the orange, the deep, deep orange pool that abides within the heart of the state of Indiana. If one knows the course of nature, At. Taking nature as the fundamental and abiding by virtue, one may feel free either to proceed or retreat, either to contract or to extend, for there is always a return to the essential. There are three animals, there are three ages. There is the present, and there is the past, and there is the future. There is forward, and there is backward, and there is stillness. But to encompass the Garfield, one must view all three. He thinks I live life in the fast lane, says John Arbuckle to his cat, Garfield. John Arbuckle speaks of his brother, Doc Boy, who is coming to visit from the farm. He thinks I live life in the fast lane, says John Arbuckle. To his orange cat, Garfield, he thinks I live life in the fast lane. Garfield replies in thought, life in the parking lot is more like it. the fast lane is movement, and the parking lot is stillness. Life in the fast lane is excitement, and life in the parking lot is boredom. John Arbuckle's words are boasting, and Garfield's words are insulting. And yet, gaze into that deep, deep orange pool From the eyes of another car in the fast lane, the car is not moving at all. From the eyes of movement, the cars in the parking lot are racing past. Movement and stillness. process, in alternation, and movement abides in stillness, stillness abides in movement, excitement abides in boredom, boredom abides in excitement, John Arbuckle abides in Doc Boy. Dockboy boy abides in Garfield. Panel two. Panel two is the center of the Garfield. What do you mean? Said the river to the ocean by natural and artificial, said the river to the ocean. I am the voice of the ocean, and I replied, Horses and oxen have four feet, that is natural. Putting a halter on a horse's head, a string through a bull's nose—that is artificial. Cats and dogs have four feet—that is natural. Putting a collar around a cat's neck, a collar around a dog's neck—that is artificial. Therefore, it has been said, Do not let the artificial obliterate the natural. Do not let effort obliterate destiny. Do not let enjoyment be sacrificed to fame. Diligently observe these precepts without fail, and thus you will revert to original ignorance. That is Panel Two of Today's Garfield. I am Jim Davis I am the voice Of the ocean I am Garfield And now Listeners, now comes the time in the podcast when we reach into the Being Jim Davis mailbag. Yeah, we received an email this week from friend of the program, Adam Catscratch. Adam uh, sent this email to info at being Jim davis. You can, you can reach us at info at being Jim davis as well. Adam writes, subject line, You won't believe this one podcasting trick that leaves doctors shocked. Adam writes, Hello, John and Chris. I hope you are well. I couldn't help but notice that the episodes last week were a little short. Have you considered saying more words? It could easily extend your running time by several minutes or even hours. Alternately, there is a new MP3 in the Google Drive guaranteed to eat up some time. Oh, and in case I forget, happy happy birthday, your pal Adam Catscratch. P.S. Please make checks payable to cash. I have to check out what's in the google drive there that's exciting adam um let's just check it out here being jim davis might be in the theme music uh let's see here i'll, I'll check that out uh check that out in the in the future oh i see yeah there's something here from this is listeners something very exciting here from adam cat scratch i haven't heard this yet but who knows where, where and when it will be used. It's called Garf is on the way by good for the gander. Uh, created by Slughouse. Adam, love you. Great to hear from you. And we do apologize that the episodes have been a little short recently. We know that's been um, a hardship for many listeners. And, you know, we apologize. We will try to do better in the future just me here this week John isn't available I don't know maybe John will be back tomorrow who's to say Um, he's in I believe he is in Hawaiian drug jail this week now I'm in Hawaii all the time and I still podcast but that guy who's to say what's to say who knows what's going on what's happening I don't know as you know listeners when John's not here it's just all hell breaks loose Who's to say? Anyhow, uh, back to the podcast, huh? Jim Davis, creator of Garfield. One day long ago, Jim Davis, creator of Garfield, was walking with his disciple, Gary Larson, creator of The Far Side. One day long ago, many years in the past, before now, or perhaps many years in the future, Jim Davis, creator of Garfield, was walking with his loyal disciple, Gary Larson, They were strolling in the city of Muncie in the state of Indiana. Jim Davis and Gary Larson were strolling on the bridge over the white river which flows through the state of Indiana. When Jim Davis observed, see how the minnows are darting about. Such is the pleasure that fish enjoy. I am the voice of the ocean. I am the memory of all things. I am the forgetting of all things. I am your barber. I am your dental hygienist. You are overdue for an appointment to have your teeth cleaned and your hair cut I am the voice of the ocean I am Jim Davis Jim Davis and his disciple Gary Larson were strolling one day on the bridge over the White River in the city of Muncie Indiana when Jim Davis observed see how the minnows are darting about such is the pleasure of fish his disciple Gary Larson replied you are not a fish how do you know what fish enjoy you are not a fish. How do you know what fish enjoy? Thus spoke Gary Larson to Jim Davis, creator of Garfield. You are not I, retorted Jim Davis, creator of Garfield to his disciple, Gary Larson. You are not I, so how do you know that I do not know what fish enjoy? Gary Larson replied, I am not you. And so evidently I do not know what you know. But it is also evident that you are not a fish, and so it is certain that you do not know what fish enjoy. I am not you, and I do not know what you know, but I know that you are not a fish. So it is certain that you do not know what fish enjoy. So spoke Gary Larson, his disciple to Jim Davis, creator of Garfield, on the bridge over the White River in Muncie, Indiana, many years ago. Jim Davis replied Let us return said Jim Davis to your original question Let us return to your original question You asked me how I know what fish enjoy. The way you asked the question shows that you already know that I know. You asked me how I know what fish enjoy, so you know already that I know what fish enjoy. You asked me how I know it. Just as we stand here, on the bridge, over the White River, in the city of Muncie, in the state of Indiana, watching the fish in the river. And before Garfield was, I am. Garfield abides within me, and I abide within you. We dream, Garfield, and Garfield dreams. Are dreaming. Okay, back to our narrative in panel 1 to recap. In panel 1, John Arbuckle was worried that his brother Doc Boy is coming to visit from the farm, and that he would realize John Arbuckle's life is not as fast-paced and exciting as John Arbuckle claimed to Doc Boy that it was. In panel one, John Arbuckle clutches his head and says, What am I going to do, Garfield? My brother is coming to visit from the farm. So speaks John Arbuckle to his cat, Garfield. In panel two, John Arbuckle continues. He thinks I live life in the fast lane. Garfield responds in thought. Life in the parking lot is more like it. That's a sick burn, Garfield. You really showed John Arbuckle. You really put him in his place. Panel one is followed by panel two. Panel two is followed by panel three. Night succeeds day and day succeeds night. Whatever eats must shit. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Show me the money we named the dog Indiana draw me like one of your French girls I am the voice of Jim Davis and in the final panel of today's Garfield otherwise known to aficionados as panel three John Arbuckle continues speaking to his cat, Garfield. John Arbuckle is slumped forward on the countertop. His arms crossed, resting on the countertop, his chin resting on his crossed arms. He's not happy, maybe because he does not understand the way of things. I don't know where he got the idea, says John Arbuckle. What idea is he referring to? Well, I'll tell you. John Arbuckle's brother, Doc Boy, got the idea that John Arbuckle lives life in the fast lane. Now he's coming to visit from the farm, and he will learn the truth. And John Arbuckle is worried. I don't know. Where he got the idea, says John Arbuckle. Garfield, his cat, replies. Garfield looks at John Arbuckle. John Arbuckle is at left, slouched behind the counter. Garfield is at right, sitting atop the counter. They are facing each other. They are in standard
1: countertop
0: position. But all positions are standard. And every countertop is a counterbottom from another point of view. Garfield extends his right forepaw in an admonishing
1: gesture.
0: A cap finger extended as if pontificating and Garfield thinks today's hilarious punchline.
1: It was when
0: you told him you were negotiating movie rights to your diary. Let's repeat the context so you'll understand just how hilarious that punchline is. In panel one, John Arbuckle says, what am I going to do Garfield? My brother is coming to visit from the farm. In panel two, he continues,
1: He thinks
0: I live life in the fast lane. To which Garfield replies in thought, Life in the parking lot is more like it. Good one, Garfield. In panel three, John Arbuckle continues directly, I don't know where he got that idea. And Garfield responds, It was when you told him you were negotiating movie rights to your diary. The implication is that John Arbuckle has been telling braggadocious lies to his brother Doc Boy, and he is now about to be caught In the trap of his own lies. Take responsibility for your lying, John Arbuckle, why don't you? So, I imagine, speaks Garfield in today's Garfield. You have been listening to Being Jim Davis, an eternal podcast, an eternally recurring podcast. When... Apple Podcasts falls into chaos, sages and worthies no longer manifest themselves, and the way loses its power of unity. Many in the world comprehend only one particular aspect of the whole and they are delighted with themselves. So it was that the way of sageliness within and kingliness without becomes obscure and unclear, repressed and suspended. Everyone in the world does what they wish and is a rule unto themselves. Everyone in the world records a podcast of their own. Alas, the many, many podcast episodes go their own ways farther and farther afield, and they can never accord with the truth. The listeners in these later times have unfortunately not been able to hear the original purity of Being Jim Davis or the complete back catalog of our many, many past episodes. Listen to them, why don't you? If you are a student of the way why not visit www.beingjimdavis.com www.beingjimdavis.com The truth of Jim Davis has been scattered in fragments throughout the world but somewhere Somewhere in the state of Indiana, somewhere outside the city of Terre Haute, in the state of Indiana, there is a single, deep, still, hidden pool of pure, pure water. The darkest, the purest, the stillest, the coolest, the wettest water in all of the state of Indiana. And if you search for the pool, you will not find it. And if you do not search for the pool, you will find nothing. But if you search for nothing, you may find the pool a pure, dark cool, still water unfathomably deep in the state of Indiana no one knows the location of the pool even those who have been there it does not appear on any map An ancient mansion was built around the pool, and for many years it was in the courtyard of an ancient king. But the mansion has collapsed to ruins, the king has died, the trees have fallen, the rock have collapsed to dust, but the pool abides, and you may, listeners, you may find that pool deep, deep in the state of Indiana, you cannot approach it walking forward or you will always see it off in the distance but you will never, never come close you must approach it walking backwards if you walk backwards you will see the pool approaching you walk away from the pool and it will approach you the deep, deep, still, unfathomable pool hidden in the state of Indiana. And that pool, listeners, if you find if you find it, and if you can approach it, walking backwards, And if you can lean down and crouch over that unfathomable water, no one knows how deep the water is, listeners. If you drop a stone into the pool, You will never see it reach the bottom. A man once dove into the pool. And he never returned. But that's a different story. My story. For another podcast episode. Your story, listener. If you find the pool. If you approach it walking backwards. And if you lean forwards. Crouch over the pool. To see your own reflection. In the deep. Unfathomable, still, pure water of the hidden pool in the heart of Indiana. Listener, you may see your own future. You may see your own face staring back at you the ravages of time past your fleeting youth you may see the sadness in your own eyes the lines on your own face the ravages of time the years the disappointments Perhaps the wisdom, listeners, but one thing we all see when we gaze into the pool. One thing we all see, listeners, we see that our eyes are googly, googly eyes. Listener. Tune in tomorrow. Why don't you? This has been Being Jim Davis, a really great podcast that you love a whole lot.